Hi everyone and welcome to episode 107 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys! And today we're joined by Jared who's from Gaming Union. Hey guys! How's it going Jared? It is going great. Are you excited for today's episode? Heck yes! So yeah, based on uh, last episode when we said it was the 15th anniversary of Final Fantasy IX, we decided that this episode we'd uh, do a little bit of a special episode. Yes. So we're going to start off with a little bit of news because there was a game announcement, so we figured we'd try and put that in anyway. And then we're basically just going to fangasm over Final Fantasy IX. So for all you Final Fantasy IX fans out there, hopefully you will very much appreciate this episode. Definitely. For you, for you new folks who are listening for the first time though, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. It runs on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday with Kingdom Hearts Union, and it comes on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and YouTube.com forward slash FinalFantasyUnionVids. Or FFUnionVids, I should say, sorry. Apologies. Daryl's cannot read today. I am just, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm having a moment. Um, if you really enjoy what we do with the show, we do have a Patreon set up, so that's just Patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. If you pledge a dollar, then you get access to an exclusive show that we call Please Be Excited. <laughs> and this episode we got a shout out for a new patron called Thorin Bullen who obviously likes The Hobbit and uh, so thanks a lot for supporting us um, thank you the only other announcement we have is that the Type 0 HD interview series has now come to an end hooray that's not hooray <laughs> I know I know um, but yeah it, it was just so much hard work went into those and it was it was a lot of long nights going to london to record and whew. yeah we we put a lot of effort into that and yeah. uh we've done 12 interviews as part of the series and obviously like it was a pretty big deal for us to to be working hand in hand with square enix for this yes and um thanks we, dad we we rounded out the interview by kind of going back full circle so uh we interviewed Orion carver again for a second time mm. and the interview is really long it is, but it's it's really funny. So hopefully you guys enjoy listening to that, and um, yeah, hopefully you you guys enjoy the series. Um, I, you know, we've got games coming up. Hopefully it's something that we can do again. We we usually try mm. and do our own releases, and you know, there's plenty of Final Fantasy games in the future. So yeah, it should be exciting for the interview front. But moving forward onto the news. News. So apparently Square Enix weren't happy to announce about 16 new games during E3. That's obviously an exaggeration. They didn't announce 16 games. Yeah. Um, but they've just un- announced another one for a Western release. Go for it, Lauren. I know you're like dying to talk about this. Final Fantasy Explorers. Oh, I'm so excited. Like this game is just, it looks so cool. It's um, essentially like Monster Hunter meets Kingdom Hearts. And it's like so many odes to the um to the old sort of job system there's like a crazy amount of jobs to choose from and also there's like some characters that they're bringing back so they have like squall and cloud and titus I think and lightning's lightning in it too, right of course yeah. she's in it oh of course she's in it and Terra as well and um it's just like it just looks like a really really adorable little game that you can play on your 3ds um, obviously, it's a 3DS exclusive, and it will be coming out on the 26th of January in North America and the 29th in of Je- blah 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 the 29th of January in uh, Europe. Is this a game you've been following, Jared? Uh, yes and no. I mean, when I heard people compare it to Monster Hunter, and you know the fact I've put over a thousand, two thousand hours into Monster Hunter, you know that obviously caught my interest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have been following it on and off, just seeing what they have. Uh, 
still like to lo- know a little more details about before I'm totally sold on it. Yeah, definitely. I think the Monster Hunter comparisons are favorable towards explorers. It's true, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I think because in America, Monster Hunter has been getting extremely popular ever since it went to 3DS. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It's not like it's a niche series anymore. It's becoming more mainstream. Yeah, I'd say that, I mean, I don't think it's kind of got the same polish as a Monster Hunter game. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm doing it a disservice, I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's got that kind of fun, fancy charm. And I think it's more that there's elements of Monster Hunter that it's, it's, it shares things, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's kind of like it's still got the RPG elements in there. It's got the whole job system in there. And I think that they're very much encouraging you to play with friends. Yeah, as mm-hmm. long as they include, you know, online playing and they don't try to copy the difficulty of Monster Hunter, I think they'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. But that's part of the fun with Monster Hunter, right? Oh, with exception to the PSP games. Those will make... <laughs> oh, the camera. Well, not just that, the, dif- <laughs> oh, camera the camera and difficulty. It'll make you cry about as much as if you were playing Demon Souls. <laughs> yeah, I But I, no, I it, ca- camera has, been, it has always been an issue on and off with the series. They still haven't really fixed it. So, I mean... I just don't... It, like, I mean, PSP games in general, the camera is always a problem because you have only one analog stick. Yeah, but yeah. you get used to it. You, you, you do with your left hand what people call the like, claw. Yeah, the claw. Well, once you've mastered the claw, it's not that big of a deal no more. <laughs> the claw! But yeah, so that's obviously great news for uh, 3DS fans and uh, yeah. anyone who is looking forward to Explorers because it's been quite some time. Uh, they just like to do that. They just like to be like, oh no, it's not being localized. But a year later, oh yeah, it's being localized by the way, guys. Yay! Yeah, because it came out last Japan in last Japan. It came out last <laughs> December in Japan. Yeah. So it's been quite a while. Yeah, and they've only just announced um, uh, Unchained Key for Kingdom Hearts. That was that was like about two years ago yeah. now. That came out and it still hasn't. And obviously, like the Bravely series takes a little bit of time to get localized too. So yeah. Bravely so here's Second. hoping that they come out too. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually yeah. surprised they didn't announce a release date for Bravely Second this year. I was yeah. expecting that. Yeah. They've just announced so much. Oh, yeah. They've, I don't think they've ever announced too so much, much before at an E3. No. Yeah, no, that was crazy. But that's enough of that. It's mm-hmm. time for us to move on to our featured discussion. Ooh. And uh, it's part of the reason why we've got Jared on the show, because he is a self-confessed Final Fantasy nut. Yes. Especially 9 is his favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so, obviously, yes, we mentioned that it was the 15th birthday last month. But obviously, with E3 and everything, we kind of decided to postpone our special episode that we were planning. Um Again, I don't think anyone expected E3 to be quite as crazy as that, but, no. you know, we rolled with it. It's good. Mm-hmm. Liked it all. So, um, yeah, with that in mind, I think, why, why don't we just go back to the beginning? So, um, what were some of your initial experiences, like, when you first played the game? Like, how old were you? And, like, kind of what was going on in your life? And, like, was there anything that kind of signified Final Fantasy IX for you at that time? Well, as it was 15 years ago, I was actually about 11 um, when it came out. Um, and I originally saw it when, um, I went over to one of my friend's house for a birthday party. Um, he got it as one of his gifts. I think it was his gift from his mom. And, um, I remember watching it and I think I had only played, um, Final Fantasy VIII by this point. And so I was just sort of like, Ooh, this is a, this is a different Final Fantasy. Like that's so, that's so cool. And, um, so, I didn't really get to play it um, right away. I, I don't remember when I actually did finally settle down and buy Final Fantasy IX. But I do remember um, definitely watching him play and seeing little Zidane 
run around the screen and we've established that it is Zidane. Zidane. Come on. Zidane. Uh, I say Zidane, Zidane, so Damn it. Deal with it. One, Daryl. <laughs> but yeah, um but I remember when I did play it, I, I did love it. And I do want to go back and, and play it again, especially since like I didn't get to do a lot of the side quests. There are so many side quests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the guide is a bit crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the play online guide was, yeah, it's a, quite famous for how terrible yeah, it was. I believe they yeah. released a new one. It's like a three-pack of um, Square Enix yeah. guides. I mean, you're going yeah. to pay like 80 bucks for the sucker, but I think they have a brand new Final Fantasy IX guide in there. Yeah, the Final Fantasy IX one I heard is pretty good, but the seven and eight ones are pretty terrible. Yeah, <laughs> they have um, uh, Vincent. Yeah, or, sorry, Red Thirteen's description under Vincent's yeah, picture, they, and they didn't fix oh, that. Wow. Um, nope. So, uh, what about you, Jared? <laughs> How, what was your experience with Final Fantasy IX? Yeah, so, I actually played this game about three or four years ago. Uh, this was when I still had a PSP, and I was downloading all the PS One games I could. And for several years, I had friends who told me how that was their favorite game, even more so than seven and ten so i was real interested in it sure and uh when i played it i was kind of surprised how different it was because the game i played previously was seven and it was a lot more silly a lot lighter toned and i was just totally surprised at how a game was able to make me laugh from the beginning to the end like the Mm -hmm. entire game was just filled with uh, good humor and i loved the references to all the previous titles even though it really wasn't directly connected to other games if you played any of the yeah. other games, you could immediately catch on to the references. I mean, it, it was just yeah. a very charming game. And they were kind of everywhere as well, because you had references in like the story, the character names, yeah, well, I mean, v- uh, the, the, su- music. the music. With, with Vivi, they basically took the Black Mage class and turned it into a race, which is yep. something I don't think up to this point we had seen. Not no. really, no, no. It actually, um, also, sort of fun fact, it's the one Final Fantasy, like, cast that is the most diverse oh, yeah. cuz like pretty much every single character is a different race. Yeah, and that that actually because you said uh, diversity that's something else that kind of took me by surprise was just how none of the characters necessarily fell into the typical stereotype you see in a Japanese yeah. video game. I mean, yes, Dane's kind of the goofball, but I mean, the women in the games weren't your stereotypical, you know, clutches who are there just for fan service. They actually had a story they had character development they grew as the series went on and you actually cared about what what they would do and everything yeah and in, and in many ways it was kind of the other way around because you you compare steiner's brigade to beatrix's brigade and it's kind of and, like yeah. steiner's just like there for comic relief yeah. and beatrix is the serious one yeah yeah and she's amazing oh yeah she's so cool my, oh, what about you daryl my experience was a bit weird so <laughs> um i and it, it and in in hindsight it kind of makes it seem as why it I guess it makes more sense to me why I don't necessarily have that great of a, a feeling around Final Fantasy IX compared to some of the other ones I've played. Mm. Um, I, I think I've said before that out of like the that four, like seven, eight, nine, and ten, nine's probably my least favorite. But I think that's because of the time of life I was in. So I was about 15, 16 at the time. And my my friend who introduced me to Final Fantasy was about three years older than me. And we played through seven together, and I, I did eight myself. And uh, with nine, I had actually was doing work experience at his company. And I remember when nine came out, and um, it came in the post, and I put it up on the big screen TV downstairs instead of like well, the one in my room. And uh, he came over after the work experience, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like Final Fantasy Nine's here! Like it's so I'm so excited! It's awesome! Like do you want to play it?" And he was just like, "Yeah, I don't really like Final Fantasy anymore." Aww. And I was just like, "Oh." 
Um, okay, well, I'll, I'll play it by myself then. Aww. <laughs> Poor Daryl. So yeah, like it kind of, I like, got off on a, like a bad tone. Like the whole beginning scene, like where you, um, with the, the, the forest and like the ice caverns and stuff. Like I just, I just remember not, not paying too much attention to it because I was just mm. not really into it for that reason. Sure. And I kind of went through it and it's the only one that I have never, re- never replayed. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I probably should do it at some point, but yeah, to be fair, I've only played it once, but that's only because it's like, I only ever had it on the PlayStation one, whereas like Final Fantasy eight and seven and 10 I've had on multiple consoles. Yeah, that's my that's my depressing experience with Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> Poor Daryl's. <laughs> it is so different to the other ones because with Final Fantasy VIII, I still remember um, my friend. I didn't even know it was out because that was like before the internet and everything. And my friend had just come back from the game store and he was like, "You know, Final Fantasy VIII's out, right?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and I like I got on my bike and I just pedaled as fast as I could down to the store and I just like rammed in there. I was like, "Give me the game now!" <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I was so excited to play it and just, I went back home and just, I think I didn't leave my room for about a week. Oh, oh I wish I could still and do that. And I just, yeah, I just, I, I just went crazy with it. And my mom would be like, you know, you need to eat, right? <laughs> like, I don't need to eat right now. I'll eat till I'm hungry, damn it. <laughs> throw it through the door. Throw it through the door. <laughs> but yeah, with nine, it was just completely different. I was just, I think it's just, I was in a different kind of stage with my life. Yeah. And, and no, I just, it just didn't have the same feeling. It's interesting though, because we've all sort of played it at very different times. Because mm-hmm. I was, I was very young. I was like Final Fantasy IX was just really cartoony and and goofy, and it was the first one that I actually like sort of understood. Because I feel like with Final Fantasy uh, seven and eight, the stories were just so intense and so serious yeah. that I missed out a lot of stuff. But it's weird though, because I feel with Final Fantasy IX, and, and tell me if you agree with me here, but I feel that. It's it's one that works really well on multiple levels. It's it, yeah, you can it compare does. it to like a Pixar film, really, in some ways, because it's like you've got the goofiness and the silliness, and like mm-hmm. a lot of the characters, like Queena. I mean, what the hell? And like VV, he's like he's he's there for comic relief. He does really silly things. He's really yeah. cute. Steiner is like a complete joke. <laughs> yeah. But then on the other side, it's like deathly serious. Yeah. There like, are, there are really, so many really like, horrible, things. serious things that take place that the other games just don't have to the same degree. Honestly, that's probably yeah. the best comparison. And comparing it to a Pixar movie, I mean that because when you said that, the first thing to remind me of was a uh, Toy Story three because, mm. like at the end, you know you have this super dark stuff happening. Well, that's the same thing with Final Fantasy nine. It's even though there's bad guys, it's pretty lighthearted. But every few hours, something horrible and dark happens. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, it's, it's, that's just like how those Pixar movies are. So, I mean, that, yeah. that's a good comparison. I mean, like, you know, when the summons get involved, like, Clara just gets completely desecrated. Yeah. And, like, you've got, um, when Queen have, Brahm dies, like, that's, yeah. it's, it's really you have, weird. Um, and- mm-hmm. You have the, uh, Vivi questioning his sort of future because he finds out that black mages only have a year to live. Yep. And he's questioning his purpose in terms of, like, living and then, you have Kuja as well, who um, well, yeah, like realizes the whole, the whole that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, when Zidane, like, it's, it's like, I There's don't know if I want to be in your party anymore. And, and you have to kind of fight against your own teammates. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was that was emotional. Yeah. Hey, well, I mean, when Zidane, he's basically, if I remember right, he basically cusses out Eco and Vivi. He's trying to tell them to get away from me. I won't know to do with you. I'm like, this is some dark stuff going on here. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. And that music as yeah. well. The, I mean, he's freaking yeah. out at these alone, little kids. Perfect. Mm. I'm yeah. like, man, they're, they're like six. Yeah, they're like five years old. I know. Get the kids a break. Bless her. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's like you know and then on the other side you have like thorn and zorn who are like again like they're 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 so comical yeah but they're also like when they turn into like the super summon it's like, oh Whoa, yeah this is like really intense this is getting serious yeah but yeah like i know it's it's crazy so i mean like who are you guys favorite characters then um well i have to say it's a bit of a tie between vivi and freya i was gonna say it doesn't have to be main cast members oh, okay well i i'd still say it's a tie between <laughs> between freya and vivi if only because like i feel like vivi oh my god i just love him i love him so much i just think he's the most adorable little character and i just want to give him hugs and kisses and tell him that everything's going to be all right and I'm, i was so sad when i finally sort of put it together that he might have actually like died in the yeah. end i i just once i found that out like i really just sort of sat back and was just kind of like oh my god like he's not there mm-hmm. Like, I, I could have sworn I saw him in the ending, but that wasn't but him. But, like, if at the same time, it's like you've got all the mini Vivis running I around. I know, that you just sort of ignore yeah, but it. But you don't ignore end. it, but it's more like, you know, he's he's still he's kind still of living there. on. There's still I don't know about y'all, but when I saw all the mini Vivis and they say, Vivi's my dad, that was kind of like a punch in the feels for me. I know. Bless him. Um, and then um, Freya, because I just think she's such a strong character. I, I really just loved her arc with um, Sir Fratley and um, how she really sort of carries on, even though her hometown has been completely desecrated by, like, Kuja. And, yeah, I just, I, I really, I really, really like her character a lot. How about you, Jared? Before, I was going to say Zorn and Thorn just because those little punks are awesome. I mean, they're <laughs> miniature Kefkas, basically. But They're theme tune, too. Oh, yeah, I could listen to that all day. But actually, um, when I gave it a second thought, I think actually Eco um, is my favorite character. Okay, and, and this, this is why, because I found her to be like the most believable character because she acts just how a little kid acts. And Yeah, she's mm-hmm. a spot little well, brat. Well, yeah. now I'm going to feel bad saying this. She reminds me of my little sister. Minus the spoiler Aww. part. Because, I mean, you, you know how she has all the Moogles and she kind of mothers them? Yeah. Okay, my little sister was like that. Uh, the way she acts around Zidane because she has a crush around him, my little sister acted like that. So, to me, she was one of the most entertaining characters uh, in there. And I thought they just did a real great job with her. I am... Um, I'm going to say two non-playables because I'm strange. <laughs> um, so, I really, I really enjoyed what they did with Sid. Oh yeah, Aww. And, and making him the oglop and everything oh like that. Oh my god, it's so cute! And, I love uh, how passionate he is about airships. Oh as well. yeah, I know. Like when he's like hopping around <laughs> everywhere and stuff. Oh, it's so cute. And um, for some reason, I just have this obsession with Doctor Tot. <laughs> just because he's like he's basically this, he's he's a walking nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just <laughs> I just every single time I went to Trino, I just really. I just really enjoyed seeing him. Mm-hmm. Aww. I don't know why. Yeah. Actually, uh, speaking of Sid, when he reveals that it's his wife who did that to him, I thought that was the best thing. I, I was like, <laughs> okay, that's an awesome woman right there. She don't take no crap. <laughs> I know. So, so we great. kind of covered this last episode, I think, but what about yeah. least favorite characters? We know Lauren's least favorite character because yeah. she said she wanted to punch her in the face. Oh, I'm, s- I'm sorry. And I feel really bad now because like, I do agree with what you said, Jared. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just, I just, I just didn't like Eco. I think it's just because like I didn't have any siblings, so I just was kind of like, "Oh, you're so annoying. Just go away." Yeah, I had, I had a feeling just... y'all probably didn't have a sister. <laughs> no, 
But yeah, um, so probably eco, but another one, I don't know really, because like, uh, if, well, I guess if I could say the one that I, I felt the least connection to was probably Amaran, if only because he doesn't really have that much, that much in the story, really. Yeah. Like he's just kind of there. Yeah, I mean, he comes in last, doesn't he? Yeah, everybody or no, else. Or does Iko come in last? Um, I think yeah, I think she actually comes in last. If I'm but not mistaken, but I think mistaken. because she's she's such a pain, and like Amaranth, but she kind has of more such sullen. a she has so much of a story. Amaranth doesn't well, really no, get because, that. Because I mean, it's it's interesting how they did it because like a lot of the characters have uh like a back and forth. Mm. So um, obviously with Iko, she's got that relationship with Garnet. Um, and Amaranth's got like the back and forth with Zidane because he, obviously he's supposed to be trying to kill, he was supposed to be sent to assassinate him, right? Yeah. Or bounty's yeah. a bounty hunter. And, um, Zidane obviously turns things around. Um, but then you've got Steiner and Beatrix. Um, and then I'm trying to think of more, um, within, well, within yeah. the main cast. Well, Vivian, I guess, I guess, do Vivian and Kina kind of have a thing together? They get married. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Yeah, Vivi and Quina. But they're kind of, I mean, they're kind of similar. But yeah, like, there's there were these weird, like, it wasn't just, like, a a one-dimensional cast. No. Because, like, in, say, like, Final Fantasy VIII, you obviously have the big relationship between um, Squall and Renoa. And there's a really small one between Selfie and Irvine. Irvine, yeah. But then, like, Zell has nothing, really. Poor yeah. Zell. Quistius doesn't really have anything. I know. Um, and in, like, Seven as well, like... You've got the relationships with like Barra and Tifa, but like Yuffie doesn't really have anyone. Mm-hmm. Vincent again, like Kate Sith, like there's they're they're kind of disconnected in their own little pockets. Whereas these guys seem like all together, don't they? Yeah, but um, yeah, Miley's favorite character is uh is is probably Steiner, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I find so funny. I just I just thought he was so funny. He is, but he's he a just punk. infuriated me. It's <laughs> like I've I I didn't mind Zidane. I thought he was a decent character, and I thought oh, he yeah, was a no. good guy. I and love Zidane. Like he wasn't doing anything bad, and Zidane just hate. Sorry, Steiner just hated him for no real reason, other than the fact that he was trying to be friendly with Garnet. But it was her idea. Yeah. Yeah. He's so, just the dad, isn't he? He's just the daddy character. Yeah, I mean, he's like the useless bodyguard kind of thing, <laughs> comic relief guy who just doesn't really. Yeah, do with clanky armor. So, I mean, what about um, favorite moments? Oh, wait, I didn't oh, get did, to do uh, did, my list. Yeah, he oh. dared didn't say his. Sorry. Oh, how could you? No. Get ahead of myself. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I didn't really have the least favorite uh, character. See, uh, there you go. I knew. No, but the, the only time a character really, I think, got my nerves to a point where I didn't like him was uh, there were a couple of moments where Garnet, she kind of does her own thing and leaves everybody. Yeah. Um, I think one of them is where she puts a sleeping potion in all their drinks. Because yeah. the first thing that remind me of, because I I don't play the games in order, it remind me of that crap uh, Una pulled in Final Fantasy X. Yep, and that's the reason why I don't like Una. Okay, and and uh, I think the other thing that got my nerves was where she loses her voice. It's like okay, I understand yeah. story wise why it's happening, but it's cheap and it's making her look really weak right now. So I mean, yeah, no, I, I agree. I guess I'd say that those are least favorite moments in the game more so than least favorite characters. Yeah, that, that... I mean, she she was an interesting one though because she had like the, some really like reaffirming oh, moments. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. when she cuts her hair off, like that's a like a really strong symbol. Yeah, and like how she's accepting being queen, even though you know everything else is going on, she still finds it yeah. important I mean, th- for her to do that. And then even the fact that she does it when she comes back after the whole adventure, she 
she rules the kingdom, even though she's so sort of sad about losing Zdan. Yeah, I mean, e even though those two or three moments really rode me the wrong way, overall, I thought she was a great character. She wasn't your stereotypical, yeah. help me, I'm stuck in a castle, come save me, Mario, you know, type deal. Yeah, no, definitely not. She was just like, why are you trying to help me? I'm perfectly okay myself. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, favorite moments. Hmm. Um, we're thinking okay right oh I know my favorite moment is the whole eco love letter thing oh my god I think <laughs> the whole love letter between Beatrix and Steiner I love that whole sequence so much I just think it's so cute and hilarious and just all of them together I just I loved it so much <coughs> that, that was an amazing moment <coughs> I love that. Actually, because that, that carries on throughout the entire game. Like, from that point on, they they kind of um, show attraction towards each other because of that one mistake uh, Eco made. Yeah. She brought them together unintentionally. Yep. I really love some of like, the cutscenes around Limblum because I think before you... Like, Alexandria is obviously like a pretty um, kind of traditional kingdom. Yeah. And then you go around and visit, like, Dali or places like that, and then you find Limblum, and it's like, whoa... This is crazy, and like you have the whole scene with the black vaults as well. Oh, like, oh yeah. There. And then, and then when Limblum gets like eaten by Atmos mm -hmm. as well, <laughs> like it's just like the the transitions that they go through and all these different places, and then like how the world changes. It's yeah. not really such a favorite moment, but it's just like the whole thing, the concept of mist, and then like when you get further through the game and it all just disappears, and like the world just kind of changes. Yeah, and then like. I think going into space was a pretty cool moment. <laughs> yeah. They went to space? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they go to a different planet. Oh, whoops, sorry. Forgot. Uh, when we <laughs> said, spa yeah, no. said space, I'm like, wait, are we talking about Final Fantasy VIII? But no, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, they, they go yeah, to Terra. Yeah, no, they actually do go to a different planet. Yeah. They go to Terra. Yeah, they go to Terra, whereas in eight they just yeah, kind of... everything's made of giant mushrooms. Yeah. And yeah, that's a nice theme tune. Yeah. But yeah, no, that, that's... Yeah, that's really good. The Black Vaults are just they they are really Yeah, cool. th those were some awesome. They are really cool. Mm. I I didn't I didn't put it in my notes, but my least favorite moment is very much um oh, it's just I've just lost it. What? No. Oh no. <laughs> oh, it was going to be an amazing worst moment. Well, how about this? I'll I'll tell my favorite moment while you're trying to figure out your least yeah, favorite. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so my favorite is actually super sappy. It's I believe the last cut scene in Final Fantasy 9 where uh, everyone still thinks Zidane is gone, and they're doing that. Yeah. I, I want to be your canary play, and uh, he reveals that he's in the middle of the play, and Garnet runs uh, into his arms and everything. Bring my beloved Garnet to yep. me. And it's kind of funny, but I love it how for, first he jumps into his arms, but then he starts beating his chest. He's like, "Why did you come here sooner?" I know, you jerk. I know. But no, that that whole scene I loved. Yeah, no, it was really mm -hmm. cute. I think, I mean, the ending for me is mixed because I was kind of expecting it to be more like the Final Fantasy VIII ending. Like, that set a really high benchmark for me mm. in what I expected from an ending. And, like, while the 9 one, it, because it was very much like still picture, mm. and then they had a small cutscene at the end, it was, it was very, very different from the Final Fantasy VIII yeah. ending. And I think at the time I was kind of like, oh, like, is that See, it? See, now for, now for me, because. Um, the Final Fantasy VIII ending, I actually didn't get it until I actually went on a wiki and looked it up. Like, I don't know why, it uh -huh. just totally confused me. I had no idea what was going on. I was like, okay, what's with the feathers and why 
did is this a dream thing or something? Does this have to do with the fever dream? I don't know what's going on here. I remember I I had the hardest time trying to convince someone who had played the game, beat the game, but didn't watch the ending, the ending ending cutscene of Final Fantasy uh-huh. VIII, the one that's after the credits. Uh, he was just like, "Yeah, Squall dies at the end," which technically could be true if you believe the Squall is dead theory. <laughs> well, he's already um, dead before that. Yeah, yeah. he's already yeah. dead before that. Um, but I was just like, no, he wakes up in the end. He like, you know, he he's on he's on the garden in the end. He's on Bel um Belam Garden. Um and uh he was just like, No, no, he isn't. Mm-hmm. Just, just watch the cutscene, guys. Watch the yep. cutscene. Yeah, like, with the way they did it with like the here's here's what happened afterwards for each of the characters, like I don't know. I just because Final Fantasy VIII's ending was like half an hour long, and it was so action packed, yeah. and yeah. stuff going on all the time. And then they had like the the kind of bloopers reel yeah. going on. Um, it was just like a, it was completely different style. And I think like ten is probably more in keeping with the, the with the eight style. Yeah. Like nine, I haven't I haven't really done an, another ending like that that I can think of. Yeah, I guess you could say nine was kind of a safe ending where everybody was happy. Like that. It's yeah. Easy to understand one. It was it was just cute. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought it was just a sweet a sweet little ending. But did you think of your least favorite moment? Yeah, then? yeah, I, I remember that. Oh, uh, what is it? Necron. Hmm. <laughs> I just mm. I still don't get it. No. I just, I mean like Final Fantasy has had its fair share of end bosses that make not real not like very little sense in terms of like they just kind of crop up. I mean like Ultima Sia kind of she's had a play part to play but i mean really yeah that was a weird one and like i mean you yevon mm-hmm. yeah i mean come on like and then yeah necron oh i mean final fantasy 13 as well i mean, the... yeah portandalus and then orphan yeah orphan just kind of cropped up from yeah that nowhere. made no sense <laughs> yeah and then uh yeah um necron is just like all right so you're beating kuja you're beating garland nope that's not it you got necron now and he's a real brat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to do grand cross on you, and you're going to die. You're going to kill yourself if you got regen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hated that. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, for me, my least favorite moment was when Zorn and Thorn died, because I loved those little punks, even though they were total jerks. Aww. I loved how one of them was always speaking backwards, and they were always bickering yeah. with one another. Those were like the most entertaining characters in the series, and they had to kill them all. One of them was always Yoda. Yep. Well, I think like my <laughs> favorite line in there is uh Zidane he like he says something to him um I'm not gonna repeat exactly what he said but he basically swears at him and they look at each other and they go that may be true but we are clever and they just keep doing on whatever it was they were doing <laughs> it's like yeah we, we know we're these evil little horrible things but we're proud of that so whatever yeah yeah it was, was kind of yeah I agree it was kind of sad when they when they were just like right it's game time yeah. now and they kind of merged together that was actually and creepy. made this weird thing. Because it's like they, yeah. it looks like they're down on the floor and they just kind of rise and fall, rise and fall. And then they merge into this gross-looking monstrosity. Yeah. It was very un unfun Fantasy Nine. Yes. It's that Pixar element. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, I've got a section to talk about the ending. I guess we already kind of covered that. Yeah. I mean, like, were you, were you satisfied by it? I was. I mean, I thought I thought it was a cute ending. I, I yeah, I loved the fact that he came back while while doing. Um, I want to be your canary. 
Um, I, I, I love the music. Mm-hmm. The music's so gorgeous. I love the fact that they had all these details. Like they made their own play for yeah. the game, and like this, it's so kind of it's so cool because I again, it's like those details that they didn't, they haven't really put into other ones. Mm. And like Crisis Core has Loveless, yes, but yeah. like it's not as big. No, um, but. The other thing, um, like I love, I love all the smaller scenes as well. Like, um, the ones, the one between like Sir Fratley and Freya mm-hmm. that they, they meet together again. I, I loved that, um, connection between those two. And, um, yeah, the little baby VVs as well were just so cute. You just wish you had a little collection of them all just oh, running around I wanna, everywhere. Oh, I wish, I wish. They were just so cute. So cuddly. But I mean, okay, you mentioned the music. Yes. Obviously, this was a mammoth undertaking for Uematsu. You've oh got my God. four CDs and there's also the Final Fantasy IX Plus album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like, I think it pretty much killed him. Yeah. yeah. And it showed with Final Fantasy X <laughs> when he was just like, guys, <laughs> come on. Come well, on. the thing was, was that he wanted to. He- I know. He was only signed up to do like 140 track, or no, they only chose 140 tracks, and he did 160. Cool. Well, he probably did more than that in terms of well, like that's what they're the, saying. Amount of, the amount of time. They might have done 160 like finalized, but like mm-hmm. I'm sure he spent a lot of time doing lots Possibly, of different yeah. revisions of mm-hmm. different songs. And... But like, yeah, no, 100 and 160 though. That is a lot of freaking yeah, actually, music. Actually, since y'all brought up the music, um, because I know a lot of people like that soundtrack. Where where would you rank that soundtrack among all the other Final Fantasies? I hate ranking soundtracks games i'm perfectly okay yeah. doing yeah but soundtracks i don't know i just i get a bit uncomfortable ranking yeah. soundtracks i think it's only because like the soundtracks are might be good for one game but not good for another that, that's true well i think it i think it's also that like each soundtrack and no matter what it is like even 12 which i think has a really bad listening standard soundtrack but it's it's great for the ambience and it, it really fits final fantasy yeah. 12 even that there are like there are tracks within that soundtrack that are superb mm-hmm. mm. and each each soundtrack has those tracks that like everyone knows and it, it might be only five tracks from this from a soundtrack that just everyone just has that connection and they're just they're really fantastic tracks yeah but there's also and like 12 probably has more of this than others from an from an outside listening perspective there's those tracks that just don't really work that well. They're kind of filler. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think because nine was so broad, it meant that there was probably a bit more of that in there than there had been in the surrounding games. Okay. Mm. But I don't know. I, I think it was a very different style than he'd done with seven. It and is eight. definitely very different. Definitely. Which eight, eight was and very I think, different also. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, obviously melodies of life has a very strong connection throughout the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It, it like it's, it's, ingrained in a lot of the different pieces of music you're going to listen to throughout and i think you know i, I liked the tributes to the previous games I'm yeah like, definitely I, th- I think that yeah. was great i still remember like going to uh, hearing melt galag and being like hey i yeah. recognize this <laughs> that and uh yeah. oh, whose theme was it was from seven uh, rufus's welcome home theme that that yes. was yes. the beginning yeah. of the game which i think they just copy pasted yeah. that from seven it's, yeah. a, it's a very slight arrangement yeah very huh. slight the millennial I edition. love um I love Kuja's theme though. Yep. I do. I really love his theme and I love his battle theme I as just, well. It just it's just Queen. It's so good. Right? I, I, yeah. It's just, we were rocked. Dun, Actually, dun. I think it I think it's uh, the boss theme that plays when you fight Necron. If 
you get past the first 30 seconds because it's just like it's supposed to be like the sound of people moaning in pain or whatever. Yeah. It sound, a, when you get past that, it sounds like the beginning of Carry On Wayward Son. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like the end boss themes always, always yeah. really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do remember that. Like you're in that kind of dingy place and there's just like people moaning and you've got like this, like the organ yeah. in the background. Well, it's funny, yeah. when I first bought the soundtrack, I'll always skip over that uh, track because I'm like, man, th- this is weird. I don't like this. Then I actually skip around <laughs> a little bit. I'm like, ooh, what's this? This is good. Yeah, but I do love, I do love Melodies of Life. I think it's a yeah. really cute theme. I love the world map theme. Um, but then that's the thing too. Like, I mean, if I was ranking like the world map themes, like, is it does it's, it does it really compare to Final Fantasy VII's not, world map theme? Not remotely. Not oh, so see, much. I disagree there. But I still like it though. I still I it's still too, enjoy listening it's, to it. Uh, for me, like, it's too soft and airy fairy. But like Final Fantasy Final Fantasy VII's was just it had so many levels to it, and it was yeah, so that was, that was deep, long, that and lovely, deep. and like hearing it orchestrated is just oh, yeah. absolutely phenomenal. But like it, it like that's the thing. Like Final Fantasy IX had its strengths for Final Fantasy IX, and um. Yeah, and I love all the quirky themes as well. I thought I thought they were all. Really I mean, like Braun Ball is is an awesome theme. Like you're not alone. Oh yeah, is, yeah, is that's a intense. good one. Um, you've got like I think I really like Frontier Village Dali. I, I just love mm-hmm. the the music that plays in the Dali <laughs> yeah. Village. Like even the the beginning music, like the I think it's someday you're something or other. The one that's like do 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 do, like the one that like the melodies are like oh, right the page in the menu. Do, 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 like this, well, yeah. one thing I love though is like yeah. there's so many happy and sad tracks in that. I mean, you have everything from yeah. court gestures and Vivi's theme to uh, Freya's theme. Uh, You're not alone. Yeah, oh, one. Freya's theme is they awesome. You have something like Melody's a lot. And Beatrix's theme. Beatrix's theme as well. Beatrix's Roses theme. of May. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a good one. Or Loss of Me, depending on which or translation you're using. Depending on the translation, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like even the battle theme, because obviously that mm-hmm. was a big tribute. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. And the boss battle theme. Mm. Yeah. But I, what, what, what you were saying, Daryl, yeah, I do kind of get that. It's kind of hard to uh, say what soundtrack is your favorite because unlike listening to a regular album, you know, most people are only going to like it if they've played the game or they're listening to it in context of the game. Plus, the, they weren't using real instruments. They were using synthesizers, basically. Definitely. There's some tracks like from other games that I haven't played that I can like easily listen to and just be like, this is mm-hmm. really awesome, even though I haven't played it. But yeah, no, I don't um I feel like there's there is that emotional connection. I think that's why tracks like You're Not Alone are they mean like they have that, that extra layer of depth because of yeah, because you have happening. that connection of what happened in the game. And I think when you listen to it, it's just kinda like you just get that <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Nate Final Fantasy Nine. I want to play it now. The ironic thing, Lauren, is that um, after you saying that you don't like the world map theme, that is the arrangement you chose for the music oh. section. It's not. No, no, no. It's not that I don't like it. It's I like it. like that's what I'm saying. I like it. But if does it compare to Final Fantasy? Uh, yeah, so it's yes, what it does. It's what you're saying with my Final Fantasy twelve thing, then. Yeah. Let Let okay, me go on record it. saying that over the hills is my favorite overworld theme of all the Final Fantasies. Ever. Yes. Of all Period. time. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, yeah. Don't try and twist my words around. That's what I'm here for. I know, you're such a twister. 
A but twister I, and a toothpick. Because I was trying to think, like, how does it... Because, like, seven is obviously the, the big one. But then, like, eight mm-hmm. is kind of like... Eh, eight is all right. Do, 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 do. That, that one makes Ten didn't have one, obviously. No. <laughs> That's the airship either thing. Did th- Thirteen didn't either. Well, it technically either. does um, in Grand Pulse. Mm. Which was actually pretty cool. Uh, I was about to say uh, Lightning Returns does, but that's like five different overworldings because um, all the areas you visit. It's like a jazz version of um, the the main theme. Yeah, in Grand Pulse. Mm-hmm. But Lauren is uh, not remembering that. So no, no, it's really hard for me to remember the tracks from Final Fantasy Thirteen, with the exception of like, <sighs> with the exception of like Blinded by Light. And like vanilla theme, maybe mm-hmm. it's just really See, hard. I'm, I'm like the opposite. I'm a total Final Fantasy 13 fanboy, so I have like all the soundtracks. Yeah, and no, everything. I like I can listen to them. I just can't remember them off. The 13 top two, but not 13. I do like 13 twos as well. Yeah, I, I like I both prefer of them. 13 twos. I like 13. And I, I think most people do. But this is this <laughs> is deviating from Final Fantasy nine. Yeah, and, it is. Um, Oops. This is getting more music. But is that suggesting to us that we are coming to the end of our Final Fantasy nine nostalgia session? I believe session? so. Oh no! Yeah. Final thoughts, guys. Where would you rank it? Hmm. I know that you say it's your favorite, Jared. So. Well, in terms of main series, yes. If we're including spinoffs, then you know things get a little tricky there. Yeah. Main series number one. Which spin-off title would be better? Uh, War of the Lions and Crisis Core. Oh, interesting. Mm. A tactics mm-hmm. lover, eh? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm also a major Fire Emblem nut, so... It I mean, makes there sense. There you go. I love my tactic games. <laughs> um, for me, I think I can't rank it with the other ones, because it's... It's in its own category. It's so different, and that's why I really... that That's part of the reason why I've grown to like Final Fantasy IX, if only because... It is so different from the other games. Um, so in a way, and, it, and this is a loaded question, so I apologize, but <laughs> in a way, are you kind of disappointed that um, 15 is 15 then, in the sense that it's kind of following that trend of, I mean, like 6, 7, 8, 10, 12, 13. Yeah. They're all based around humans, basically. Yeah. Whereas 9 was so different. Yeah. It was so different. Uh, and it would I think it would have been cool to have that again. It would be, but I think the thing about it is the fact that it was Sakaguchi and Uimatsu's swan song. And that's why I think it need it sort of stands where it is cuz like it was their sort of last full game together. And, yeah, the labor of love. You know, it it just it it was special for that reason. And and uh, let's take the knife in, but Nomura wasn't involved. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah, true. I was about to say, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to have mixed feelings on 15 when they actually get it. Yeah, because it's it's not like a main series game at all. No, but either way, yeah, I think I think nine is nine is a hard one for me to rank among the troop. But yeah, so with that, we're going to go on to our music segment. And of course, we have a piece from Final Fantasy IX. And as I alluded to, it is the world map theme. <laughs> and it's arranged by DJ BNY. Um, so hopefully you enjoy listening to that. The next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 1st of September, a couple of days before my birthday. Yeah. And you can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on iTunes if you want to get updates on the shows. If you just type in Final Fantasy into iTunes, we are the number one show. 
Or if you want to check us out on YouTube, go to youtube.com forward slash ffunionvids. Be sure to also catch us on funnelfantasyunion.com and remember that if you really enjoy what we do and you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash ffkhunion. But with that, it's time for you both to say goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye, people. I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a funnelfantasyunion.com production.